It's the master of the execution and the king of pal. It's yours truly, Chris Lex, and you're listening to Overseas Podcast. It is episode 38, and we are talking to Shaggy Black from the three-handled, moss-covered wrestling podcast and the supreme king of darkness, Del Tucker. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. Joining us tonight, we have a very special guest, one of the co-hosts of the best-named podcast in the industry, the three-handled Moss-Covered Wrestling Podcast. I love that name. Isn't that name great? (laughs) For all you Perry Saturn fans out there. (laughs) He is at Shaggy Black on Twitter. Ashton, welcome to the Oversell Podcast, man. Thanks for helping us out and joining the show. Hello and good evening. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 happy to be here guys i'm a huge fan also man like I, I enjoy the show every time i'm usually at work uh throwing up beer and i'm thinking of like what other territories i can come in and, and ruin so i'm glad i can actually uh have a chance to take over there you go well tell us a little bit about your show before we dive into some wrestling talk tthmc is what happens when you give two guys who think they know everything the a space to talk into for like an, an hour and a half, maybe two, because <laughs> half of it's just nonsensical gibberish and me cursing in a microphone. Um, I've been called like the wrestling indie wrestling encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. I've just like j- you know I got a lot of friends that are really that you know just basically watch it. Me and this guy, man, he we've been watching. He's my buddy, my uh, I call him my little bro, uh, Corey. Uh, if you're ever listening, Corey, ha, 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 I made this, you didn't. <laughs> but uh, he, um, me and him just decided, yo, man, let's just start our own podcast um, about wrestling because that's all we ever talk about if we're not talking about heavy metal. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So we, we got together and we started – we actually start our first episode. Yeah, we started the night um, – Samoa Joe made his uh, debut in NXT, and I lost my shit the, the day that happened. And he recorded it, and that's our opening. That's just me flipping out as soon as I seen Joe walk out. And Joe's, like, in my top five wrestlers. So that show is just basically us giving our opinion. Two black guys with some type of Skype microphones talking away for hours like we're in front of each other. Well, that and possibly awfully, getting in trouble with other organizations. That's that sounds extremely familiar. <laughs> like, yeah, just we're three knuckleheads that just like to get together and talk wrestling. Right, right. That's pretty much how. That's how the that's how the good ones start, man. That's it. That's it. Let's see, George in the chat room. Let's see, Shaggy better turn heel before the episode is over. Too many baby faces tonight. Too many baby. Well, I'm already heel, baby. <laughs> oh, you're. I was already set up. I already, I already am heel, son. I just came in and said I was going to take over. No one even that. Cool. By the end of the show, you will know that TTHMC just represented and took out everybody. He's just freaking NWO walking in here, yeah. man. Right. <laughs> or the Bullet Club. That's what he's in. There you the go. N- yes, sir. The future NJPW. Takeover that's about to happen here in the NXT slash WWE ranks. Yeah, and uh, allegedly, allegedly, hopefully, allegedly, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> it's the worst 
kept secret it, in wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's you know, imagine like Twitter being around when the NWO came. It would not have worked. Mm-mm. No, yeah, I agree with you because it would have it would have it would have ruined the majesticness of the NWO because you would have known Hogan was joining the night of, and that would have like. Yeah, we would have been like marking out a bit, but it would have like ruined. No one would have thrown trash in the ring. What and just no a, one would have hated it. And, and and even before that, just imagine like knowing that WCW signed Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I mean, when Scott Hall showed up on Nitro that one night, you're like, wait a minute, this dude was literally in WWE like a week ago. Yeah, it, man. It, is is this real? I mean, it. Kayfabe was strong in this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Very, <clears throat> very, man. It's it's hard to do nowadays because as soon as one guy picks it up, like a le- it spreads like wildfire. And then at that point, and it didn't help at all that WWE started covering it themselves because now you're not helping the cause. Now it's more true than ever because if, if it wasn't true, they deny, deny, deny. And now you know, like, oh? it's, it's hard to cover up. It is. In this day and age, yeah. it's hard to cover up. But at the same time, you can have a little bit of kayfabe in your own organization, That's true. you know. That's true. And I've yeah. and I've been saying this for a couple episodes now. They need to find their info leak and get rid of well, they it. They fired people before. Over they it. they need to find the info leak wherever it's coming from and everything, because well, everybody claims to have this insider source. I've talked to this guy. I've talked to that guy, and he's a, he's an insider, and he's an in, he knows this and he knows that. Fire that motherfucker. <laughs> and it doesn't help when you have, like, um, Sheamus and Roman Reigns just finished up their program um, mm-hmm. either at Monday Nitro or, or Monday Nitro. Monday Night Raw. Damn. Oh, yeah, Whoa. baby. Nitro coming Nitro. Back. Golly. Uh, We're going to the Coliseum? But they, they showed a picture. And it was right after a Reigns-Sheamus match of them standing next to each other right after the match yeah. behind the curtains. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, if you're going to – Twitter would be great to keep kayfabe alive. Yeah. It's the only way to keep kayfabe alive. In their defense, though, I'm pretty sure they thought they were alone. But at the same time, you have to be in your head about where's he at, where am I at, this doesn't look good, us us looking out here in the middle of this, you know, parking lot or wherever they were, you know, because, you know, I've been under the FedEx Forum, you know, back in all the Mm -hmm. areas back there, you know. It's a wide open area. There's not really too many places to hide unless you go specifically in a room and you pull a guy in a room and say, hey, we need to talk in this room so nobody else sees us, you know. So, you know. Yeah. That, that, it's like me It's it's like me in a way, in the me and the Miller Coors guy, I'm a Budweiser guy, um, and we were like, yo, we <laughs> really, we can't, it's like being, you can't really be seen with each other. But, I mean, nowadays you just don't care. Right, but right. But, no, it's. It's it's mostly and those and those guys are human. They just want to be like, yo, let's just chop it up. Let's go to this. Let's go to the Waffle House. Let's not care who's there. I mean, they're gonna eat, and people are gonna be like, oh my god, what are they doing together? Right, right. Like when we found out, like during that whole time, like John Cena and Randy Orton were going through that huge feud, and they're like the best of friends. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, when we uh, at FedEx Forum, usually after like Raw or whatever show came, we would go to Hooters across the street afterwards you'd be amazed that the heat the heel all it was always the heels that would come in and man they just love those chicken wings yeah they'd tear them apart now one guy came up we would never bother them because you know they're just there to get something to eat and you know as much as i would have liked to bother some of the divas i'm not gonna walk up and be like hey man can i take a picture with you blah 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 well one guy went up to jack swagger who was massive heel at the time and said uh 
uh, guy came up taking pictures like dude i can't man i'm a heel um not he didn't say i'm a heel but you know i get in a lot of trouble if i got caught yeah taking pictures like wrestlers need that attitude a little more yeah, yeah. You and then you what? have the CM and punks like I, of the world who would tell you to go fuck yourself if they come up and ask well, for a picture, no, even if their face or a heel. It, de- <laughs> it depends on the wrestler. Uh, after, go ahead. After meeting Punk, though, he didn't tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> so, one. It's, it depends. I was fully expecting that. Depending it, on what mood he's in, what? I'm guessing it's yeah. not the mood. Yeah. Like um, our, uh, a guy that runs the uh, Kayfabe Connection podcast, he's come to Punk, and it's how you come towards him. If you come to him like Smarky McSmark Smark. Like, yo, Phil, what's up, bro? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, yeah. th- that's going to piss him off. Mm-hmm. Now, if you come in and you're respectful to him and punk, I'm a big fan, dude, you know, get your autograph, get a picture. I'm sure he would, you know, he may even chat with you about dumb comic book shit or anything like that. Dude, like, I, after the man sang me happy birthday, there is not one thing that he can ever do wrong in my eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, if he's if he's telling you if he's telling an infant child to fuck off, I'm pretty sure the child had it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I. Mean, I that's like that's literally how I feel. Like that was he made my birthday special, so that dude has a top line. But when I but back to your point, it's it's funny because I meet a lot of NXT guys because you know I got NXT come through. I'll usually send out my tweets when I'm at NXT. Yeah, you jerk. Uh, the house shows. Hey, they got another one on the 11th, and I'm gonna be shooting up I'm everything. Go- hey, NXT's bringing their first show to Memphis February 4th, and I'm gonna be there. So I oh, finally yeah, get Enjoy to that, see it. It's great because yeah. you actually, and you're probably not even getting a house show. You're probably getting an actual. It may be a taping. You're probably getting a better than a house show, dude. I hope so. Because I get the house shows. Like the I, the shows I get are when dudes actually kind of premiere and get their gimmicks over, right. you know. And you like the they'll do like eight they'll do eight matches with an intermission, and then um. But you know you'll get the bigger stars in one main event. And then the other the other half main event. But what I was getting at is like I'll go to Whataburger after every NXT event, and we would see like dudes like Dash and Dawson. Nice. Um, we would see dudes like actually uh, T- uh, Tino Sab- uh, Sabatelli, <laughs> um, which yeah. that was amazing because he's a nice dude. Uh, yeah, he was a great safe. I thought too. he I thought he was I thought he was I thought he was taller, but he's actually he's he's pretty he's pretty good. He's a dope goo man. And he, we we had it when I told him I was a Bucks fan, he smiled. <laughs> And he automatically knew. He was like, "Yeah." He says, like, "Man, you're a Bucks fan." I said, like, "Yeah." He's like, "Man, I'm, I'm, I'm I apologize." <laughs> he was like, "But we chopped it up as football fan, like as a football fan." And I told him I appreciate, you know, as a Bucks fan, and I I I really hope you succeed in wrestling and everything. You know, it's just but when you see guys like that, you know, and they're being a heel and everything, they're kind of like those type of guys will come in and they want to be left alone. Right. Which, right. by the way, Derek, you're better than me. <laughs> when I see a wrestler, I might give them a nod and I might say something towards them, but it's mostly in the most respectful way possible and not smarky McSmart smart. Yeah. Um, Even though I'm trying to fight the fight the smarky McSmart mark that comes out because I really want to be like, oh my god. I've yeah. Ha- I have had that <laughs> moment. Um, funny story. Way back when, my buddy Joseph, I was on the computer one time in my Gmail. Mm. And I get an instant message from my buddy Joseph. He says, uh, "Dude, why are you not at Spin City?" I'm like, "Why the is Spin City is a record store here in Memphis?" I'm like, "Why would I be at Spin City?" He's like, "Chris Jericho signing autographs there." I'm, what? I, saw, he, I think he just saw Derek has signed out a chap. Mm-hmm. I went to my wife. <laughs> I, I went to my wife. I'm like, 
Chris Jericho signing autographs at Spin Street. Should I go? <laughs> uh, should I go? She's like, if you're annoying me, please go. Uh-huh. So she allowed me to go. I get there. I have his book, his first book, and what you had to do was buy his CD. From it was a Fozzie CD. You had to do. He would sign that and one other thing. Uh-huh. So like, you know, the line's pretty long. I haven't seen him yet, and I get to where I can start seeing mm-hmm. him. Like, fuck, this is Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. This is like, <laughs> I, I'm a Chris Jericho is my guy. I've been a fan of his back to, since the conspiracy theory days of WCW. <laughs> um, and it just. Okay, so I get up there, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "How was the book, man?" I was like, "Man, it, it, I loved it." You know, I'm stuttering, I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. Uh, he, uh, he's like, "Who should I make it out to?" I said, "Derek with one R. My name is spelled D E R I C K." He's like, "D E R E K." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, <laughs> so I've got, <laughs> I've got a book and a CD made out to the wrong damn Derek, uh-huh. and like, it's like when I walked back outside the store. Like I just realized where I was, and I look at this stuff. And I'm like, crap! And, and I go, I call Abby, and she just started laughing at me <laughs> when I tell her the story. And it's like, you're a dork. I'm like, well, I, I'm a I dork that just. Things, I got two things to add on that. One, I have never successfully got to meet Chris Jericho because he's been down here three times, twice for a signing and one for Fozzie when um we had um Red, Welcome to Rockville. The two times he was here for a signing, um, he w- he went to uh, Orange Park in Florida. I couldn't make it. But there was one where he was outside of where I used to work, and but I was in the process of moving. And I'm moving me and my girl, and I'm like, yo, I, we, my mom is my mom and my girl are with me. Um, we're getting washing and dryers. Um, and I'm like, okay, Jericho's signing autographs at, a, at 12, from 12 to 2. I need to be there. And I'm like, we're hauling ass. I finish up moving, getting the washers and dryers, and it's 1.30. Oh. I get there with my first Jericho book. The people at uh, FYE sat there and told me, yeah, he's he's been gone. I was like so fucking heartbroken. Uh. Yep. You I, and, and, I missed, and I missed those times. I'm like, until I got to Punk, which me meeting Punk was like you meeting Jericho. And to make you feel better, my friends who were there with me, uh, at the uh, movie showing, they were ready to kick my ass if I embarrassed them. If I had, if I got, they were re- they do, these these are dudes like pushing like 30, 40 years old. They were ready to kick my ass if I embarrassed. Like like there's like only one person on this earth Shaggy would mark out for, and that's Punk. To where we'd have, if he really embarrasses us, we got to take this dude behind the woodshed and kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And I was remotely calm the entire time. They were proud of me because they really expecting to whoop my ass on my birthday. <laughs> so it was so I totally know what you mean, except I'm like sitting there shaking with the mic. But I got my composure and I said, hello, Mr. Punk. How are you? you know, actually, I didn't say that at all. I'm pretty sure I was drunk. But, um, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. And a part of me is like, dude, I don't want to drink around punk because that'll be total wild disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's used to it. So that night was that night was pretty dope, though. Like I, I'd go into it, but we got other stuff. That's cool. Um, I when uh when Dan told me that we were gonna go interview downtown Bruno, who you will also know as Harvey Whippleman. That I <laughs> man, I gotta tell I, I that that one like I was afraid. Like if you listen to that interview, go back and listen to it. You can mm-hmm. hear me like just like going into. 
little boy like oh my god downtown bruno's cutting a promo in my face and there, this is there's there, yeah there's that one point where bruno like starts, starts he starts cutting a promo in the middle of the interview and derek you couldn't tell on the podcast but derek was like losing his shit over in the corner <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh my god, this is so fucking awesome! Yeah, <laughs> fucking and shit. Oh like, yeah. yeah, oh this yeah, is so damn it's, cool. It, well, he, you're just looking at him shaking your head. <laughs> well, like, what is wrong with you? For for us, like downtown Bruno is just such a legend when it comes to Memphis wrestling, and yeah. to get to be in his house. And, and see, but the funny thing is, like you know, I've been in, I was in the business for seven years and quit, you know, and I got to meet all these people. So like. My best, my best friend on the planet, I can honestly say right now, is downtown Bruno. He calls me, if not every Saturday, every other Saturday to check on me, see how I'm doing, how the kids are doing, you know. And it's 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 a bond, you know. It's a friendship that transcends wrestling because yeah. when yeah. Bruno comes to an independent show, he works WWE. He goes and flies wherever Raw is and wherever SmackDown is, and then he comes home and he gets to spend Wednesday through Friday at home and then he flies out again on Saturday <laughs> so when he calls me Wednesday through Friday I don't talk about wrestling <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I get you know that. he don't he doesn't want to talk about wrestling so that's why me and him get along so well you know and then it's funny because like you know I come to the podcast and I'm like Derek you know you want to get Bruno on because we can get we can get Bruno on we can have all these stories and everything's like Bruno wait Bruno you know Bruno? Oh my God! <laughs> he starts fucking. I bet he just starts fucking hyperventilating. Oh yeah, I had my little brown bag there. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, dude, don't embarrass me. Yeah, that's oh, what I was uh, just like. I was just kind of like, just, just, just keep it inside. Uh, yeah, just, just, hey man, just, just be, keep it cool, keep yeah, it cool. Yeah, by the way, know. Dan. By the way, Dan. I, as a fan of the business. I want to thank you uh-huh. for what you what you've done. I have like listening to the show. I always like hearing your uh, your stories. Um, one of these days, I hope to steal you away from Derek. Oh. And actually <laughs> it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Pick your brain on my show. Hey, I will go from there. Whenever you want to do it, man, you let me know. I'll be Sweet, more than happy man, to contribute. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it because I'm like, man, that's. So I was like, oh man, he actually like. Dude, I'm on my show. Listen, I'm listening as I'm working. I'm like, he's got a fucking wrestler on his fucking show. Yeah. What the fuck do I have? Dan is Dan. <laughs> fucking nerds just sitting here just like talking about smarky shit. <laughs> fuck. Dan, Dan is the heart of this show. That Dan is the heart of this show. Yeah. Well, we were. Me, he is. We, me, me and I uh, try not to be, but. <laughs> you are, dude. You, you're the heart of this show. I'm the voice and Mike is the brains. There you go. Uh, well, <clears> me and Shaggy were talking last week about um, all these NJPW signings and he started sending me texts mm-hmm. about uh, how some of this invasion or what have you should happen i'm like dude we got to get you on this is good stuff yeah. oh yeah so yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna play do a little fantasy fun booking tonight and uh shaggy you got the floor man i want to hear what you would do if uh you had aj styles the bullet club and nakamura coming in all right um, okay, so you got all the New Japan guys coming. Obviously big signings. And I'm going to go with the fact that they, the other three, Nakamura, Luke Gallows, and Carl uh, Anderson actually have their contract, you know, have their contracts that they have to finish out. Let's say they'll be done by February. They'll just be in time for WrestleMania. Uh, what I would do is what I suggested to Derek was it's a, some, tor- some type of invasion, but not really. What you have is 
you have AJ come in the Rumble. That starts it. But he has nothing to do with nothing. He just you're pretty much getting AJ Styles. It starts with him in the Rumble. Um, then a couple of weeks go by. You're pushing into you're pushing in the Mania. You know, Road to WrestleMania. Um, down in NXT during you have Finn, of course, having his title match. Um, against let's just say Sami Zayn. Good choice. Good choice. Um, Finn starts. You know he's put. You never know. He's like, yo, I'm. He respects Zayn. He's telling him, but you kind of get the feeling that he's gonna start that heel turn. It's building, but it's a slow, very fucking slow build. Like you see little dots of it, but nothing like to hint at it. Almost how kind of how Punk turned by cashing in on Jeff Hardy. So maybe like um, a, in a couple of um, non-title matches, maybe he uh, pulls some trunks every yeah, so trunks, often. Yeah, trunks. You start seeing like little heel stuff. Or, or Eye like pokes. He goes like, oh, my arm, my arm. And Zane's like, what are you doing? You know, just little stuff. Um, and then in, and then as they get to their, as they get to their, their um as they get to their main event match for the title they're having a heated fight just just glorious fight next thing you know guys jump over the rail jump over the railing which would be weird considering it's in out. you guys jump over the railing and they beat up Zane Balor's confused on what's going on he thinks it's a fan so he's like getting ready to fight and he looks, but he flip, but he smiles, and he flips over like the, a hoodie. Let's just say they're wearing hoodies. He flips over a hoodie. It's Carl Anderson, mm-hmm. like and then it. Doc Gallows flips over his, and they unzip their hoodie. They unzip their hoodies. It's Balor Club shirts. I'm only saying Balor Club because you can't really use Bullet Club at this point because I think New Japan owns that license, but they're gonna try. Yeah. Versus right, they've right. been they've been trying to get this something like this for a minute. So the Balor Club starts with Finn, Luke. And Carl, um, you have them stay in NXT for a minute. Um, you have them stay in NXT for a minute, kind of running rough shot, at least till after Mania. Um, the night after, the night after WrestleMania, the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, let's say, for lack of a better term, um, Roman keeps the belt. He's champion. You're building him as a dominant force. He's like, yeah, I have no other challengers. Balor's music hits. Mm-hmm. Out comes him, and he stares at him, but he points to he points to Reigns, points shoots the gun, and Carl and Doc or Luke jump Reigns. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. built they build it up because you're trying to build that as a legit stable because people are already gonna expect the Bullet Club, so you might as well keep them as that. Now on that same night, that's when you have Nakamura make his debut. But let's have him go up against. I'm not gonna say Daniel Bryan because he's up in the air. Let's just say he goes up against Kevin Owens. That's I was man. We're on the same wavelength because I was just about to say Owens. <laughs> They've had they. You can easily do that match. Kevin gets his belt back from Dean. He takes it through WrestleMania. He's looking for an opponent. He's saying, "I'm willing to fight anybody." Because he's going to start his own U.S. Ti- he's going to start his own uh, title U.S. title defense thing every Monday. Nakamura comes out, and they've actually oh. had chemistry. 
So you want Nakamura to work the WWE style. Owens already knows the WWE style, and these two know each other. That's the easiest way to help him get over because they can actually put on a great match for, like, let's say they get about 10 minutes. Yeah. You have a believable match. Owens doesn't have to win that. Owens doesn't have to win that match, but he doesn't have to lose either. He can actually, you know, leave because Nakamura is a little too much for him. Because you don't that that builds that already up. You make you make Kevin look like a more of a heel, like you've been trying to, but you also make Nakamura that guy because it's going to be hard to sell him to certain Americans who don't who have no idea who he is. Kevin's the perfect guy to put him up against because. Kevin knows how to do it, how to sell his shit properly. Yeah, that's wow. Um, one thing else I think you could add, um, I think uh, like that night after WrestleMania, we got the Bullet Club there. Um, I would mm-hmm. like to see somehow they bring in Becky Lynch to the Bullet Club. See, I thought of that too, and you're going with uh, the Balor Association. It depends. I with that it depends on how um, the divas are actually doing in that time because you kind of want her to be focused on that. Now, granted, later down the road, yeah, because right now Becky's like you're one of your bigger faces, mm-hmm. um, so you want to roll with that. Um, but that's if that's going to be a predominant heel stable, and yeah, we have too many heel stables, but we can honest to God break up whatever Sheamus had with the goons. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you can, but you can make that your predominant heel stable. They can be the 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 NWO type New Japan stable that you have, mm-hmm. and you can get that merchandise over. Now well, you have to make sure Balor gets. And the perfect thing is what people don't realize: Balor has always been a perfect heel. Cocky, cocky and brash. Um, I'm gonna say more of a I can't and I hate to even say this, but he's more like a meaner Jericho. Only he didn't he didn't need to talk. He came out on uh he came out on uh bad fo- like bad luck file. Go look the, go Google Google's your friends guys. Hey, uh, in, uh, <laughs> this good chance to plug NJPW World. It's only like yes, nine hundred and ninety nine yen. Which t- which <laughs> which is like which is eight ninety nine. Which is eight yeah, well, actually, it's eight fifty. Uh huh. Eight fifty. My so, my bad. Well, I mean, I'm not to correct you or anything, but that's you know, you get access to forty years of NJPW. It's the WWE wow. Network for NJPW. New Japan. And, so, yeah, and as soon as soon as the, it's funny because as soon as WWE their first year doing that, New Japan jumped right into that, and I'm that's how I I've been watching New Japan for a couple years now. Um, but that is how when New Japan World dropped. That is how I expanded and know all about these other wrestlers because they got a lot of wrestlers. Yep, and of course because we can't we can't forget it. to mention this ain't uh, gonna be. We go can't, ahead, Dan. We, we can't forget to mention nwaclassics.com while we're on the streaming yeah. services as well too. Progress it's wrestling, yeah. Progress wrestling, and matter of fact, um, PWG and uh, Dragon Gate and Evolve will be trying to get their own streaming services oh going. I want a P- along J- well with high spots. I want a PWG. I, yeah, I can't wait. so bad. I, can't wait. <laughs> I love. I was watching. I saw the, you know, uh, since we started this podcast, you know, I was predominantly WWE. This year, I'm mm-hmm. going to be, I'm spreading myself out. I'm trying. I've told you, you've had to correct me like 800 times in text here recently. <laughs> it, but, but you know, that's what wrestling fans do. That's, you see, he went to that. He yeah. went to the MEW show, 
My he eyes. St- he started going to the MEW show here in Memphis, and all of a sudden he's a, he's this huge indie fan now, and he's it's got to know got to know everything <laughs> about indie wrestling now. <laughs> well, like I, I was watching um, some stuff from Battle of Los Angeles in 2014. Yeah, the slow motion stuff, and it's incredible that even the fans when they go into slow motion in PWG now. Yeah, even the fans are like, oh, "This is awesome!" Clap, clap. <laughs> I could never do that shit. I could never do that shit if I was in the ring. I get because I would crack up so quickly. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so funny, dude, to watch those games to not like what was it like last like earlier this earlier last year. uh, Tommaso Ciampa was facing um, Trent, and I think um, like Chuck Taylor. Yeah, imagine Tommaso slow mo, Corey Taylor like uh, Chuck Taylor and. Trent were in, were on their hands and knees. Tommaso was right behind him. Took, had both his thumbs out and slowly rammed them up his, up their asses. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the crowd's like, "You sick fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> so, well, because he I'm slow motion like, put his thumb in his own mouth. Yeah, after that. yeah. Yep, that was like, hilarious. It was like you. Sick. I'm like, man, this yeah. is it is incredible. Like, matter. And the funny thing is, I'm actually planning to go to uh, to go see Battle for Los Angeles in august if the tickets don't sell out awesome man well like we need to we'll have to get you on after that just so you can tell us what the oh, atmosphere yeah. is like if i'm still like if i'm like not if i didn't die of heat stroke because yeah. i've heard for years that that is the hottest place figuratively and literally yeah. of yeah. like of night of wrestling that you could be in because uh, it's like you have they they sell out the crowds are it, they sell out like crazy, and they have no air conditioning. And when that's when LA is at the hottest, and at, the, and, at its hottest, bam! And they're all standing <laughs> up, they're jumping around, so they're breathing yep. heavy, putting their hot air into the. I mean, it, be yeah. sure to just get you one of those water backpacks and fill it up. Real good. Whatever they let me sneak in, I tell you what, it works Whatever great when you, it works in. great when you're working in the ring. <laughs> Action Jackson, because <laughs> uh, I mean, you you start to work and you get to sweating, and man, everything's slick, and you're you know moving and grooving and everything. It's it's, it's cool when yep. you're sweating and you're in the ring and everything. It's it's like, more yeah, harder to I work when you're dried stuff. up. Yeah. <laughs> See, and the you funny know? thing is, the thing about indie wrestling, I'm actually starting to try to look more into my own local stuff, yes, man. Because yes, I've always looked. I've, for years, we've all grown up on like WCW, WWE, or or, or even the territories. Um, I mostly tr- like now when I got older and I realized there's other stuff out there that is like like ROH, like PWG, like uh, CZW, like um, like any other ter- like any other indie promotion out there. Like I like I try to watch because I want to know more about everything and anything. That's why when these guys come into WWE, I mark out so hard. People are like, what the hell? Who the hell is that? What what the fuck is a Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah, I'm right. like. Be ready, cause that dude's great, and it's just shit like that, and it's just it's blow it blows my mind, and it's starting to get it's starting to get bigger now, even with and especially with now these companies are starting to get their own TV, um, with especially like and Lucha Underground being a thing, which is probably my favorite wrestling company from last year. I am I cannot wait. The season starts in two weeks yep. next Wednesday at eight. I will be glued. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, I'm I'm really excited for it. And like the the best thing about um, professional wrestling, if you want to start getting into it, is YouTube. YouTube yep. has mm-hmm. changed everything. Like the other day, 
Had to watch. Uh, I watched some old Memphis stuff. It was a dude cutting a promo on Lawler, shoving Lance Russell to the ground, y- yelling at him. Shake. I forget the dude's name, but it was like the, an intense promo saying he was going to kill Jerry Lawler. And mm-hmm. Like you don't see Man. that on wrestling these days. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. Austin. You don't. Matter of fact, go ahead. Uh, Austin Idol. And Tommy Rich is still one of my favorite things to look up when they uh, shaved Jerry Lawler with a, a very young Paul Heyman. And they didn't. They almost didn't make it out of the ring. Oh no, man! The is, crowd, man. the crowd was jumping the barricades and trying to get in the cage with him. <laughs> I mean that stuff, that man, right there is dedication, right there. Right, I'm a heel, man. That's the stuff I I live for. Like it's hard to get the crowd pissed off at you because they oh he's so cool, but you like it's certain dudes who reach that pinnacle of like you're too cool to hate. But it's not because they weren't trying to get you to hate him, but they like you. The good heels are the ones that actually make you think, like he actually has a point. But I hate the fact that he has a point. Yeah. Well, you know yeah, I'll tell you, like punk, like punk tried. The funny. I'll tell you a funny story about uh, a situation that occurred to me in Ripley, Tennessee. Love of course. Your in, Rip- in Ripley, Tennessee, the mecca of the, the mecca of Memphis wrestling. wrestling around here. <laughs> <laughs> if it hasn't happened in Ripley, Tennessee, it just didn't happen. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, right. we we build up this angle where it's me versus this other guy, and I'm I keep slinking out of the ring and everything, and I'm avoiding him at all cost and everything. And he's got this student, and I end up beating up his student, you know, trying to get it back at him and everything, and I slink out of the ring and whatnot, and. You know, we go back and forth where the students trying to like, you know, he's he's costing me matches and different things and stuff like that. And finally, we say, all right, I challenge this student to a match. And the first match this kid ever has, right? Because Alan Steele's training him. So you know, Alan's training is good. You know, it's, well, you know the it's, kid's going to be the training. Good. He got yeah, you know. yeah. So I go and I, you know, we go through you know, two maybe three weeks of building this up. We sell out Ripley the night that it happens, and he's in the main event with me. <laughs> so, you know, and, like, the whole night, this kid, you know, this kid was a church-going kid, you know, good kid, very respectful in the business and everything, awesome kid, great worker, could have been, been even a great work, even a better worker, you know, if he had stayed in the business. Uh, I think he was in the business probably two months after that and quit. <laughs> but I think he – he, I don't know if he brought a busload of people with him or what, but we literally sold out. Every five minutes, a chant was starting for him. It didn't matter who was in the ring. And so we go – and I'm, I'm in the back just laughing my ass off going, yep. All I got to do is just pop the top on this shit and open it. <laughs> you know, and I come out there and boo, hiss, you know. They might as well have been, you know, throwing trash in the ring, whatever. And I get, I, I'm just smiling going, yep, I got you right here in the palm of my hand, That's you right. bastards. Right. <laughs> so, and then, like, we get to the ring and everything, and I did. I mapped this whole match out. I gave the kid three comeback spots. And the kid threw, like, the most awesome drop kicks you've ever seen in your life. He had to have been jumping 10 feet in the air and actually had to kick down to hit me, you know. He was and doing so, that Dalzim kick. Oh, God, it was beautiful, you know. <laughs> and um, I, I say, okay, we're going to save the drop kicks for your last comeback because that's the most awesome thing I've seen you do, you know, when you do your workouts and stuff. He's like, all right, okay. 
So we go through a few spots and everything, and every time he's coming back and he's almost pinned me and everything, oh, everybody's out of their, almost out of their seats and everything. And then finally, like the third comeback that he makes at the end of the match, he starts doing these drop kicks, and the roof comes off the place. (laughs) I mean, the roof literally blows off this building, and it's it's it was such an awesome feeling. Going, I'm so glad I saved those drop kicks for last. You know, (laughs) this is like you know when to make the right call for certain. Exactly, exactly. If you map it out right, you can be entertaining. It doesn't take much to do it. And people, people these days, even in indie wrestling, they overcomplicate things and everything. They don't realize it's entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the guys around around in this area, they take it way too seriously. They take it a step too far, and I've I've I beat myself up on these stories and everything. You know, but I I literally had two guys the la- in the within the last two year and within like two weeks of each other, I had two guys get in the ring and literally try to assault me. You know, and try to take me out. Yeah. There was yeah. no better way of putting it. I mean, it, there was no reason for them doing it. There was no rhyme or reason or anything to do it other than they didn't know how to work and they didn't know any better. Man, that's, you know, that's, that's crazy. And one of them was, had been in the business for 20 years and everybody swore up and down. The guy was just the greatest worker ever. And I get in the ring with him and he tried to kill me, you know? So. <laughs> and, and he kicked well, out of your finisher too, didn't he? Actually, that guy didn't <laughs> kick out of my finisher. No, 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 no. That was the guy that we went out on the floor and he tried to suplex me on the tile floor in front of 20 people. And I was like, no, thanks, dude. I've got to, like, make it to work on Monday morning. So, <laughs> yeah. Not for 20 people, bro. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and plus, you know, my, my whole reasoning behind him, behind not letting him do it was, first of all, there's 20 people here. Second of all, there's two street fights on the card already. Right. Know your place on the card. Now, if we're supposed to be in there delivering a straight-up match with nothing on the floor, that's our part. There's two other street fights on the card. Why would I go out on the floor when every other match on the card is just about going to go out on the floor? Well, let me, so so was one a street fight and one like a falls count anywhere, or was one it a was? No? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> this kidding. is WWE logic. <laughs> this is a built. It was. A, was it a street fight? Was it no DQ? Was it falls count anywhere? Which one do you want? Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, aren't they all yeah, kind of the well, same I'll thing? Take them, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But you know, you know, it 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 all you know it all amounted to what you know the promoter wanted. And the promoter wanted a straight-up wrestling match, and that wasn't what was happening with this 20-year vet, you know. And, you know, I tell people the story, and they don't believe it because it's a guy who's well-known around here, and I'm not going to mention names and who it was because it's it's a guy who's very well-known in this area. He's been around for about 20, 25 years and everything, but it doesn't really matter who it was. That night, he tried to hurt me, and he figured out he couldn't hurt me and all he was really doing was pissing me off, and by the end of the night, <laughs> he realized I could hurt him, <laughs> and I didn't have a problem doing it. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's crazy. So. And then, wait, let me ask you this. Were you working heel at that time? You've been predominantly heel your career, right? I, I'd say about 50-50 I've, been, I've worked heel face, you know? Um, okay. I, when like, I first started out, um, yeah. it was face. It was all face, you know, because uh, Ken – Nightmare Ken Wayne, my t- my teacher. Um, I stayed in there about, you know, I stayed into his school about four years total. Wow. Uh, about two three years in, um, I got a I got a phone call from Bruno downtown Bruno, my good friend down, downtown mm-hmm. Bruno, who is also good mm-hmm. friends with Jerry Lawler, who is running a show 
off of um, Riverdale over here in a old uh, abandoned flea market area and said they're they were down one heel could i make it there and i said yeah i'll be there in five minutes just you know tell me where it is you know and uh i dropped everything i was doing and went over there and was heel that night and bruno saw me being a heel and he got it back to ken that i was like one of the best heels he'd ever seen <laughs> you know because all I, you know all you gotta do is act like a coward and a badass and <laughs> Yeah, so, man, and that's the thing. If I ever got into the, if I ever ever truly got into the business, I was like, I couldn't see myself being a face because I am too much of a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend, my friends know me, and I'm just a sarcastic asshole. Well, I'll tell yeah, you, you get, get more, get you get more bookings, face. you get more bookings if you can work either way. You really do. That's what I fig- see, and that's what I figured. I mean, because I'd play ball. If I was told to be like, hey, man, I need you to be a face, I was like, all right. I would I would have to go. I'm not gonna lie, because I grew up watching nothing but heels. Because I figured they were so much more interesting to me than an actual babyface. Nothing wrong with them. I knew they took a better story. Because that, that, with me as a time, I want to make the guy look good. If I got a good face, I want to make sure. Like, dude, I'm I'm going to do some of the gnarliest shit to you. But when you come back, you're going to kick my ass. Yeah, I'm going to sell. I'm going to be gold. All right. And I was like, I'm going to make I'm going to make you look like I was like, I'm going to make you look like fucking wrestling Jesus. Yeah. And you know, like you've done, you can do nothing wrong. I've actually worked. I've actually worked heel and face on the same card. Um, Man. (laughs) In Ripley, (laughs) in Ripley, Tennessee. At the at the front of at the front of the show, we uh, it was me and Brandon Barbwire. we come out, he's heel, I'm face, come out, and we're opening match. Boom, I get over, and I'm pumping the crowd up and everything. Oh, yeah, I got the crowd. All right, we're good, we're good, we're great, and everything. Full house, everybody going crazy. I walk to the back. I walk into Randy Hales, who's the promoter and the runner of, of Ripley at the time, and he he goes, all right, now we're going to turn you heel. <laughs> so, and at the end of the night, Austin Lane, who – uh friend of the podcast and everything uh he's holding a guy and he's face and he's holding a guy and hitting and i get in there and you know there's like a baseball bat or a, or a piece of steel or something like that or a piece of pipe or something in the ring like he was the heel was fixing to hit him with it and he gets behind the heel and is holding him like waiting for me to hit him and i just went right past the heel and hit austin right in the head with it <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the night and that was my heel turn at the end of the night and i got the heels over you know so yeah well we are going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to be talking to the supreme king of darkness Dell tucker stick around this is the oversell podcast Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and joining us now is the Supreme King of Darkness down at MEW, uh, one of the guys you go to see at this show, Del Tucker. Del, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a true pleasure and honor. 
Uh, me and uh, me and Dell actually worked each other in Blyville, Arkansas. Was it Blyville? Uh, for Magic of Wrestling. That's exactly where it's at. Yes. God, yeah. That was so long ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we opened up. We opened now. up the show, man. We set the yeah, tone for I the night. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I know the name sounded a hundred percent familiar, but I just couldn't put the face with it. And then now it's just boom right there for Miss uh, Miss Betty, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. She, uh, one, of, one of the sweetest, nicest ladies you'll ever meet. Um, I think we actually told the story when we had Austin on. Uh, me Seeing me and Austin wrestle was the reason she created the company Magic of Wrestling. Because uh, uh, me and Austin wrestling for the United States Junior Heavyweight title um, and me winning brought out the kid in her again. And she's like, 60 or 70 years old, I think. <laughs> so I was like, if I can do that, wow, I'm I'm doing something right. <laughs> well, Dell, when did when did you first start getting into wrestling? What made you a fan of it? Uh, well, I was born in the South, so you know, I was I was a wrestling fan since birth. But what really hooked me was classic Memphis days, you know, you had Jarrett Lawler, Dundee, you know, all these guys, pretty much anybody who was anybody come through the Memphis area. So, I mean, the second I think I was maybe six, seven years old and watching Memphis TV Saturday mornings, I knew right then I I was hooked. Like, it was like hook, line, and sinker. That's what I wanted to be when I grow up. That's awesome. lo and behold, here I am. Might not quite have the star power that they do, but living my dream. That's hey, that's that's great that you're gonna do it. And you know, my dad, the way I got into it was my dad set me down at the age of five years old. I'll never forget. This is one of the earliest things I can remember in my life was my dad sitting me down on the couch, turning on channel five at ten in the morning and making me sit there and watch wrestling and you know, I'd love to be able to go back to those days where we really need T V wrestling back here in Memphis somehow, some way. Your dad is a yeah. man's man. Yes, he was. <laughs> he is too. He's not. It's not like he's gone or anything. Dad's still around. <laughs> Here, son, watch some wrestling. Man. Watch a real sport. <laughs> well, so, uh, how old were you when you first started training? Uh, I'd have to say twelve, maybe thirteen. Wow, it was really, really young. Mm-hmm. The yeah, it, it was it was right. I just turned I just turned twelve when I was like, hey, my dad. <clears throat> he knew a guy that was running the show here in town, and he called him up and he was like, hey, we're gonna come watch a few of your shows. My son's into wrestling, you know, and he he's I think he's old enough to start learning how to do some things, and then you know, let him work work out for some years, and then throw him in there. And that's what we did. We went every Friday and Saturday night. We they did dual shows one Friday in Dyersburg, and then they did a, a Saturday in like halls or gates or somewhere close to Ripley. And they put me in the ring one night, or well, one afternoon. I was like, "Hey, do this!" And God, I was sore for weeks after that first day <laughs> it, it was crazy if it, if anyone ever tries to tell tell me hey wrestling's fake or it's staged blah 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 yeah we understand that kayfabe's dead but 
I'd get in the ring one time and just go through a workout session. You know, not not like one, not like a little piss ant workout session, but like a real workout session. And you'll understand that, hey, there's nothing fake about falling and getting scrambled eggs, so to speak, you know, 15 times in a row. Yeah. And I, I always say uh, fake is a bad word for the professional wrestling business. I, I like to use the word predetermined. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like any other sport. Right. You know, and you don't – when you get into wrestling, it kind of rips the curtain back on everything else, you know. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. being being in professional wrestling has kind of ripped the curtain back on NFL, MMA, all the stuff for me, you know. Because I've, I've realized now mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not hard – to book other sports. It really isn't, you know, in a certain way for certain outcomes, whatever outcome you want, you know. <laughs> and there's there's plenty of conspiracy theory books about other things like the NFL and the MMA and everything right, out right. there and everything. But, you know, being a professional wrestler, it opens your eyes to certain aspects of other sports and stuff. So, Well, if anyone tries to tell me wrestling's fake, I, I may punch him in the gut because um, <laughs> I was in a match. I can't remember the guy's name. I was on hands and knees, and he kicked me in the ribs, and they said my face turned a cherry red. Yeah. And me and all my brilliance, he's like, are you okay? He leaned over and put me in a quick hold. He's like, are you okay? And my dumb ass said, yeah, give me another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it Please, turned, sir, can I have another? Oh, dude. <laughs> it turned it turned <laughs> it, it, on oh you, God. sir. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got another one, and I asked, no, thank you, that's enough. That's yeah. <laughs> Just for future reference, if that ever happens again, all you have to say is, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, it probably won't happen again. I think my wife would kill me if I... Um, yeah. yeah, I got a question. I got a question. Um, how old were yeah. you when you actually got... Uh, how old were you when you got wise to the, the business when you knew when you realized it wasn't... Uh, when it wasn't fake... Or when it was, well, some things are fake other than the violence. Uh, I, I haven't reached age yet because <laughs> it's still real to me, Damon. There you go. <laughs> like, uh, there you go. I mean, That's the proper answer. Some of the things are light, but I mean, dang, it still hurts every Saturday morning and Sunday mornings when I wake up after shows. I'm like, God, why did I... Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And like the perfect story. Um, you guys, you guys may know him, uh, Anton Levay. Yes. Worked him in a program in Union City, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, guys pray for his for, pray for his family and whatnot now. But worked him on a program in Union City, and he has literally the stiffest spinal tap ever. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm gonna fast or rewind. To the Friday night before I wrestled Reno Diamond, mm-hmm. we had packed house, one of our big shows. Wound up taking a backdrop onto the floor. Ooh. Or no, it wasn't a backdrop. It was a backdrop out of the ring and then worked into taking a body slam on the floor. And I don't know if I landed wrong or if it was just that solid of a ground, but pinched a nerve in my back. So fast forward a week later, Feeling a lot better. Russell Anton gives me a spinal tap, and of course, he kicks me in a safe area right at my shoulders, but it vibrated all the way down, and I'm like, oh! Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm swimming like a fish, just trying to get out of the ring away from him. He's like, no, come back here. We still got this spot. I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> I need a minute. Give me a minute. 
Uh, who did you start um, training under? Uh, I well, I had a I'm a I'm a whore, I guess you'd say, because I started under uh, a local guy around here named uh, he went by the name of uh, the Big Daddy Enforcer, Tim Edwards. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, uh, I've really close family friend of mine and he's going to love that I'm putting him over right now because I'm sure he's listening to the show but uh, Eric Hayes, he's a second generation wrestler, his dad did a lot of the Memphis TV stuff back in the day I went to him hell yeah, I've worked uh, there yeah, I mean he's he's damn good, I mean he made it a little bit bigger than what he used to be but he's a damn good worker uh, Yeah. then I wound up going to Motley Cruz and those Good Lord, those were like nightmare training sessions. <laughs> uh, was that with KW? Comes in. Uh, that was LAW at the Entertainment Center in Dyersburg. Okay, okay. And then like Derek, Derek King comes in and he puts a hand in me. They're figured typically, not literally. Let's uh, yeah, let's make that clear. I mean, oh, and believe it or not, you know, Austin Lane, he didn't have like one on one time with me in ring with no fans or nobody else, where it was just me and him. But you know, working him in this series that we've got going on over the past year and a half now yeah has completely boosted me beyond what i was you know four or five years ago yeah hey i've worked austin multiple times and every time i have it he, he it's like you know he always changes these changes his game up and shows you something new every time and it's great that match you guys had oh it, it yeah he's all you guys were awesome at that last match at MEW a couple of weeks ago man i that was my match of the night um, i thought it was just incredible they they uh, they book us for match of the year again and we we try to succeed at it i mean it's it, and with and him it's so like the chemistry's there and you hardly find that with half the other boys that you work with, you know, mm-hmm. that's got that, okay, you're here, but also they're with you. And, you know, you, you can just take my arm and I know where we're going from there without even saying a word. Right, right. And that's, that's, that's great chemistry to have, too, between two guys. I mean, you, you'll always deliver when you have that, so. Uh, now, you um... – think you worked with tell us about that tag team you had with sergeant riley back in the day oh the best friends <laughs> that that started um, three three years ago we were doing uh we were doing two towns one was dyersburg or newburn whatever you want to call it and then the other was union city and it started as a complete and utter rib, like no lie, because uh, <laughs> a few years before this, Sarge was running a show, and obviously I didn't I didn't have a show to work one night, so I just decided I'd go up to his show and hang out with a lot of the boys, you know, see what they were up to. And then he comes in the locker room and he's like, oh hey, you got to leave. 
won't get all the way into it, but he hated my guts for, for the longest. He hated the way I wrestled, you know, my style and everything. And then when we started doing the shows together and he was like, okay, well, I'll book you, you know. And then we were in a battle royal and he goes, uh, hey, do whatever you want to do out there. Just, you know, it's going to wind up being me and you and two other guys. And then we're going to go out, you know, by peeing after that. So like, sweet. So I get over in the corner, get back up in the corner by, I believe it was uh, JP Fantastic. And it was either either his tag team partner, Big Billy Matting, or some somebody else. I can't remember, but they're trying to throw me out. And I just yell across the ring. I'm like, that's right. And like the highest pitch, 13-year-old little girl voice I had. <laughs> and, <laughs> he come over there and he helps me and then by the end of the by the end of the night we get to the dressing room he, he goes we've got something here and we can go with it so uh-huh. you know a few weeks went in we're building to it and building to it and teasing it and teasing it and then finally it's just like all right let's just let's just blow doors down and this is what we are you know we were the best friends we were flamboyant we don't care what people say and it started out as like the biggest comedian heel thing I have ever done. Yeah, that it's funny because it, like, the, like it's, it, it seems like the times, it seems like the most uh, comedic and offbeat things are the things that like people actually stick with and get over through time because uh our Oprah <laughs> our official podcast uh review analyst uh Mo when he first got into the business, <clears throat> he was like, well, what, what is my gimmick going to be? And I'm like, well, you're such a Mo. You're such a Mo, man. We th- Mo was his nickname because we just said, oh, you're such a Mo. You're, you, you just, you're such a Mark, you know. We're just Mo this and Mo that and everything. Finally, he's like, you're most of all. That's who you are. Go out there. You're most of all. <laughs> you know? And he, uh, as soon as he comes out, he's like, no. No, I don't want to be most of all. No, don't make me be most of all. <laughs> Guess what he is six years later? Mo- he's most of all. <laughs> mohawk and everything. He's got a mohawk now. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's most of all. He, he's still most of all after five, six years of being in the business. So, <laughs> so where did you go after the best friend stuff? Uh, uh, after the best friends thing, uh, it's where it's where we did. It ended with a tag match with because we had shaped we had shaped we had shaped somebody's hair and uh, we were because it it went from being you know we went in from being like this comedy type deal to where we you know we were like starting to get pissed off because there were so many people laughing at us and taking advantage of us because we were best friends and, you know you didn't see one without the other that we were like we got to do something drastic so we shaved somebody's head. And then we ended it with the tag match where the loser, the the one who gets pinned, has to get their head shaved. And it wound up being Sarge. So they shaved his head. Uh, they they get got ready to shave his head. And then me and our manager at the time, Jay Moore, we yank him out of the ring and we're talking to him. We're like, no, you don't got to go through with this. You don't got to go through with this. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jay gives me that look. I turn on him throwing back in there. I went went and ran through him and then this is this is where I ran into Anton. 
and mm-hmm. I started working Anton, and then I got kicked in the back so hard that I started swimming like I was actually <laughs> in water, laying on the mat, though. I went from there, uh, ran through ran through the company a few more times, uh, wound up getting the heavyweight belt there, and then I dropped it to a Galen Ray and then went to another promotion not far down the road, <clears throat> and worked with uh, worked for Derek King and Randy Hales because you know they needed somebody to come in to be a big time babyface, and so I come in, try and get my babyface deal over. It's not really working that well, but it's kind of getting there. Then they put me in the ring with Dustin Starr, and we all know Dustin is probably the biggest heel in this area because yeah. he can. I mean, but it's like he he looks so good, and he's such a dickhead like you guys were saying earlier such the dick such the dickhead that has all of these points right and you want to hate him see see but <laughs> you're like you're like hey this guy looks like a million bucks and he has a point but and you, you i wanted to have that point i wanted to say that first but you beat me to it because you knew it before i did mm-hmm. and then i ran through that uh and then that's when the austin lane deal started and we're in this best of seven series now, and I now hold. See, we just had match five at MEW, mm-hmm. and match four was a disqualification. So that's really up in there. So I hold three victories, no, two victories to his two, and then with the DQ. And that's where I'm at now. We're trying to push this thing to be the new, uh, I don't want to sound too cliche-ish in Memphis, but I am a Memphis guy. Yeah. Uh, pushing for the, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, when it we're, like, now we're looking back and we're going, dude, those Lawler D matches were pretty fucking epic, you know. It, right, he got hit right, by a right. car. You know, he shaved his wife's head. Blah, blah, blah. That, that's what we're looking for is like 15, 20 years from now, people are going to go, dude, Austin Lane and Dale Tucker had fucking match of the century. Mm-hmm. There you go. That, wow. Where did the uh, Supreme King of, King of Darkness start? Uh, I would say the Supreme King of Darkness started in Memphis because uh, I think it, it, it would actually was a, actually was, I guess, a typo. On the iPad for the ring announcer because I'm the <laughs> I'm the supreme Marvel Elite Television Champion. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing they had the typo where it was Supreme King of Darkness Television <laughs> MEW Television Champion or whatever. Damn you, autocorrect. Uh, I'm normally everywhere else but MEW. I'm known as the King of Darkness. The King of Darkness. And it, yes, it started. Uh, it started not not that long ago. I'm like I'm I'm a real huge music fan. Like music is therapy. I guess you'd say like you know where I'm just like pissed off at the world and don't want to say nothing or talk to nobody. I just throw my headphones on and start listening to music and starts calming calming me down. Mm-hmm. And I got really got into Tech Nine, independent rapper, <clears throat> and uh, he's you know at one point he had this album called the called King of Darkness, 
and like a lot of the stuff that he was going through or what he talked about on his album, what he was going through, I was like, dude, that kind of, that kind of hits close here. And, you know, I'm trying to rekindle this flame inside of me where I want to wrestle every single day of the week. Cause we have our ups and downs. You guys know it. Oh yeah. And I was like, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be your typical heel where, you know, I'll beat you or I'll let you beat me up and outsmart me and, you know, get the better of me. And then finally I cut you off by cheating or something. I was like, what if I take my gimmick now and I just go, okay, well, Hey, let's, I'll be the King of darkness. And with me being the King of darkness, I'm from the deepest, darkest parts of the world, you know, and I, the, the pain that you inflict on me fuels me. And I was like, that's it. That's that's where I'm going with it. I'm taking it and I'm running it. So King of Darkness really started from the name of an album of one of my favorite rappers, and I just took it and ran with it. That is... So I guess that'd, that'd be kind of copywriting, so hopefully he doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> um, that... If you're listening, Tech 9 he, uh, he doesn't want to... Uh do copyright infringement or anything like that. It, it, it was totally... That's why you you're know, the supreme king of darkness. There you go, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you the copyright pending. Well, it's it's amazing when you go to MEW because, Dell, like, I think you're one of the main draws of the show because people interact with you so much in your matches and you're not afraid to go down there and interact with them and it, it just, it's amazing. They want to see him get his ass handed to him. <laughs> that, that's, exactly. So yeah, that's a draw. That's that's the reason they, they 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 hate me so much down there at MEW that I can just go out and get in any woman's face, any kid's face, even a grown man's face, and they they're at the point where they know that if they come across the barrier then it's pretty much free free game. So they are, they're not willing to risk uh, charges being pressed, right, getting right, their ass right. kicked, right. whatever. <laughs> um, there's a, and then they'll, go ahead. They'll, they'll be like, oh, no, you might want to turn around, you know, and then I'll turn around. When I turn around, they just, when I get hit that first time out there, they're just like, oh, that, that one was for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy over at um, MEW, he's a fan. Larger guy, Dale. You probably you've gotten into it with this guy more and than he's a fan of the mm-hmm. podcast too. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> There's been times like after you walked away, he's like, "I got to be careful, man. One of these days, Dale is going to kick my ass." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and if he thinks that, you're doing something right. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, oh I'm, my god, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, like, you know, um, Austin Lane helped helped me set up this interview with you, Um, and when he gave me your number, and he's like, hey, he's waiting on your text, I was scared to text you. Like, that's how how believable your character is. I'm like, man, I just don't want him to get mad at me and yell at me. (laughs) You know, he gives me enough hard enough time it shows when he sees me in my Buccaneers gear. He gives me a lot of hell for that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of can't anymore. I mean, Falcons are like 
damn near dead last in the whole NFL. So <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop giving you a hard time. Well, I, I mean, I, I neither one of us have good choices in sports teams. At least we have a Super Bowl. That's that's all that. Can you hey uh, uh, can you text Ashton since we lost him and ask him what his question was? Sure, I'll just I, text him and yeah, ask him yeah. what his question was before we get Dell off the line here. Sure. Um, while I'm doing that, Dell, do you want to tell us? Um, what uh where folks can find you on social media? All right. So first off you have my actual Facebook page which is Dell Tucker slash Family Man Dell Tucker. Uh you have my actual fan page, which is uh called Nation of Strange. Myself, all of my followers, uh like it. I'll be posting more videos. It hasn't been updated in weeks. But I'll be posting videos, pictures, updates uh, on shows, which I've got Friday tomorrow night, uh, MEW in Memphis. Uh, it's on the corner of Danny Thomas and North Watkins Street. Then Saturday, I head over to Jonesboro, Arkansas to MACW Wrestling. And then you can catch me back in Union City the following Saturday and then or that would be every other Saturday in Union City, and then I have a show for USA Championship Wrestling ran by Burke Prentice in Covington, February the 6th. All shows, bell time, 8 o'clock. Yeah, I think, I, think the Covington, I think the Covington show was actually a benefit show for the high school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a benefit show for the high school. They'll have... Uh, Lawler will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're Matt actually Star doing a gimmick match. <laughs> From what I saw on the poster, I think they're actually doing a gimmick match between Lawler as Batman and Daniel oh, Eads yep. as Superman. And this guy, this guy Daniel Eads, he looks like Clark Kent. He looks like but, Superman. Well, as long literally. as as long as Jerry Lawler doesn't do um, when Adam West came into. Oh God! <laughs> have you have you ever seen that? Did you ever see that, Dell? I don't believe I have, but you, you got to look uh, that up. You got to look that up. That Dude, is hilarious. Burt Ward comes in, and you can tell that he probably just finished off a fifth of Crown Royal. No, no, no. It's Adam West. Adam West. I'm Adam sorry. West. Did I say Burt Ward? You said Burt Ward. That's Robin. Anyway, <laughs> Adam Adam West comes in, and you can he, he's like, I am here to fight the evil king of Memphis. Of Memphis. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> you got to look it up. It it's, is on YouTube. It is on YouTube. It's it's, uh, it's Adam West as Batman, Jerry Lawler as Superman. Jerry Lawler actually comes out in a Superman outfit yeah. and starts talking to Batman, oh, wow. Adam West. And like Batman is like as close to the Batman outfit from the '60s TV show as you can get. The yeah, only, yeah. The yeah. only difference is this Batman just got done. At the bar right before he headed over to Memphis tapings. <laughs> and it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I've got a message here oh my for, God. for you, Dell, from um, who you're facing tomorrow night at MEW, Duke Warfield. He wanted me to ask you if you're worried about losing to him at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, there's, there's no... There's no simpler way to put it no, I d- no doubt in my mind probably. whatsoever <laughs> as, i mean as a matter of fact i was the first memphis marvel elite television champion uh-huh so i hold that over everyone else's head and not only that but i'm the longest reigning television champion mm-hmm. i mean their supreme champion can't even hold on to his title Long as long as I have. There you go. <laughs> so Duke, Duke, no, I am. I am not worried about Duke. I wouldn't be worried about anyone. 
but that's just the kind of guy I am. Um, Shaggy, before we had to disconnect from him, he, had a question. Um, he was he was asking who inspired your wrestling style. I believe. Who inspired my wrestling style? Uh, God, it was. I can't really pick just one because I've incorporated tons of things like Tommy End. Oh wow! CM That's Punk. Awesome. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, we can. Uh, yeah, this uh, CM Punk thing. You know. I, it's so funny because mm-hmm. that's like that seems that all that someone always yells that at Del Tucker and every week you're in here at an MEW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and it's not it's not something that I like, and it's mainly for the appearance. It's not something that I was just like, oh hey, I want to do this. You know, I want to grow my hair out and I want to have tattoos everywhere. But I just I want tattoos everywhere because I'm a fan of artwork. Right. Yeah. But my wrestling style come from punk. Tommy End, which now I kind of look like Tommy End, which is fucking beyond me because I'm growing the beard and the, the little uh, goofy haircut I got going on. Uh, then you got AJ Styles, uh, man, Christopher Daniels. Okay. Wow. Uh, God, there's so many. Uh, uh, and most recent, uh, mo- mo- well, not most recent, but this this one, the James Storm. But I mostly recently worked him, and not only just watching him and trying to incorporate his style into my style, and then I actually get to I got to wrestle him at uh, the Ashland McClure show, in I'm not sure what city it was in Mississippi, but actually getting to work him actually helped me learn that whole uh, TV style match, I guess you'd say, where you have. Of course, we had an unlimited amount of time because it was James Storm I was in there with, but he piled everything the way it needed to be according to a TV taping. So I got to learn hit not only his style of wrestling firsthand, but you know that big stage TV time taping. Mm-hmm. God, I could go. I could probably go on for another <laughs> seven, eight hours. Just, <laughs> Because I'm, I'm not only am I a whore being trained, I'm a whore like that's see someone's working style, and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't like that. I'm, I'm going to start trying to incorporate that. So pretty much wrestling in general inspired my style. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. all the different kinds from the New Japan and everything. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how much of uh, other products do you get to watch other than the WWE? Uh, I watch the NXT. You like? Uh, yep. Did you I'm, ha- I'm the big NXT fan because I'm the you know I'm the guy who watches ROH. I watch New Japan. Uh, I catch a little bit of Dragon Gate when I can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, there's let's see. You know, uh, I, I watch a lot of stuff over in the UK just because Tommy End. You know, like like I said, I'm a fan of Tommy End. Uh, all those guys over there, Colt Cabana. God, huh? Zach. Sa- what about Zach Saber Jr.? Because I've recently gotten into him, and that dude is incredible. Yes, I mean it's it's amazing, and what some of the some some of the guys out there can do with their bodies, and it just makes me as a fellow worker just want to go. Okay, I got to work twenty times harder than this guy is doing. That way, I can step my game up because that's pretty much all it is we're, we're just playing a game with each other where it's like you know i set the bar here oh well i'm going to take that bar from you and i'm going to set it right over here it's it, it's crazy mm-hmm. 
Well, I actually, I have to compliment you because no, um, I, you know, I, me and you, we said at the front, we, we've worked each other before uh, about three, four mm-hmm. years ago, Blyville, Arkansas, Magic of Wrestling and everything. And I got to tell you, when I, when I met you at MEW, when I was doing the announcing part for that one show, I didn't recognize you, to be honest, um, because I remember a skin and bones guy walking in and working me, <laughs> Dell Tucker, three or four years ago, you know, in Blavel, Arkansas, Magic of Wrestling. I remember a skin and bones guy walking in and going, wow, this guy's skinny, you know? <laughs> and then now you're, you're, you're a little bit more bulked up, you know, and uh, getting to see you work and everything. It's, you know, you, you've improved as a worker, you know, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't bad back then either, you know, but you've bulked up. You're a better worker now. You've grown as a worker and everything, and it's 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 awesome, you know, because, like, I get to see stuff from seven years ago in my head, and then I get to meet guys now, and I'm like, I haven't seen this guy in, like, three or four years. I haven't seen this guy in, like, five, six years, you know, and it's awesome getting to see him work now as opposed to seeing him work five, six years ago and everything, and you're one of those guys. You've grown as a worker. You're, you're, you're awesome, and I, I, I think, you know, Stick with what you got because you got something going for you. Thank you, thank you. I mean, dude, it, it is a true honor. I mean, because looking looking back on myself that far, I go, wow, how did how did I go from that to this? And I mean, I guess I'm not trying to be have this ego that I don't, obviously I don't have, but I mean, just seeing myself progress and then, like you said, just seeing all the guys from when I started up until now, go, wow. I mean, it, it's a complete honor to have other great workers compliment me and tell me, dude, hey, keep up the good work because you're in a lot better place now than what you were then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, I thank you. I mean, I and I'm probably one of the most humblest guys I know. But, I, like, it really means a lot just hearing – I guess because everyone needs that uh, that push and that yeah, you need affirmation. Else. <laughs> you need that you need that daily affirmation, like you know Norman Smalley did on uh, on uh, what was it? Uh, Norman Smalley, excuse me, from Saturday Night Live. He used to come up there and yeah. he was like, yeah, "Now yeah. your daily affirmation. If you're good enough. You're smart enough, and talk on it. People like you. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you got to hear that every now and then, you know. And I get to do that now because, like, I, I'm either sitting watching a show announcing it now, or I'm sitting watching a show reporting on it for the podcast. And you know, I actually get to go tell guys, "Hey, that was awesome. You did great. That was fantastic." You know, and you know. I get you're one of the guys I get to tell. <laughs> thank you, man. So. Thank you. Well, Dell, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This has been a very fun interview. Hope you've had as much fun as we talking to us as we have of you and uh, folks. You got Marvel Elite Wrestling tomorrow night. You've got Tuckerman Arkansas mm-hmm. this weekend. Get out there and see Dell Tucker. See and watch him and Austin Lane tear the house down. They're going to tear the fucking house down. That's what they do. Jonesboro, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro, Jonesboro. It's Jonesboro, Jonesboro not not Tuckerman. Oh, okay, Jonesboro. not Tuckerman. Okay, that's yeah. where you know I rest. I, I hate got to for a bunch of people to show up in Tuckerman and be like, where, where, <laughs> where's the Dell Tucker match at? What are we doing here? <laughs> I've got that's where I had my matches was up in uh, Jonesboro at the Fourth in the Forest. Mm-hmm. Where I got my butt oh my kicked God. by Austin Lane. Uh, that, that's that annual 
Tuckerman show. <laughs> well, that's in Jonesboro. <laughs> well, it's put on by the people in okay. Tuckerman. I think. Uh, yeah, it was ASW. Um, unless unless it's changed in the last few years. Austin Lane know, got to give me a swinging net breaker. That was fun. Uh, that yeah. was I, I had a lot of fun because Austin took care of me. And he How just fun lo- for Austin Lane to give you a swinging net. He, breaker. he just said all he said was <laughs> follow me. I'm like okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just gonna wherever your hands are at. That's where my head's gonna be. Yep. <laughs> and then he almost broke my nose. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, Dell, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Stick around. We're gonna be right back. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that uh, interview we had with Del Tucker. Very amazing interview. Very cool guy. Still, he's a heel. One of the best heels in Memphis, I think. Not just in MEW, but in Memphis, man. I could. You got Dustin Starr, who's an amazing heel. Mm-hmm. You got Derek King, who who can work both sides of the fence pretty well. And you got Del Tucker, who's just an amazing heel. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, and I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. Ashton. Ashton. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> Wake <yeah>. up. <laughs> Shaggy Black. <laughs> at Shaggy Black on Twitter. And you can follow me and my podcast, uh, T-T-H-M-C Podcast, on Twitter as well. Also, head over to Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. The website is OversellPodcast.com. Be sure to head over there. We have all of our episodes there for you to download and listen to. Also, be sure to check out that Amazon link at underneath the main player. Uh, Amazon takes you in there. It's just like shopping at Amazon in, in any other way. All you're doing is whatever you buy, we get a small percentage of anything that is sold through our link. Uh there's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by shopping on Amazon. You're going to shop on Amazon anyway. Do it through OversellPodcast.com. Dan, you've got a Memphis wrestling moment for us. Yeah, he forgot his. To, well, uh, yeah. I, well, I don't know if reading glasses would help on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead. And you can at least read the card, right? Yeah. I'm, let's see here. Uh, this was... Monday, January 16th, 1978, the year I was born. Not the month I was born, but the year I was born. Uh, main event was a submission match. Jerry Lawler versus Jimmy Valiant. Uh, we had Bill Dundee versus Blackjack Lane. North American Heavyweight Championship match, Mr. Wrestling, the champion, versus Norville Austin. We had Phil Hickerson and Dennis Condry. Versus Big Red and Robert Gibson. Hmm. Uh, Dub Gilbert and Bearcat Brown versus Sonny King and the Alaskan. Jerry Bryant and Wayne Ferris. Wayne Ferris is the honky-tonk man. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus David Schultz and Ken Dillinger. And that was the card. Let's see. I think Let's it got it. changed around. It got changed around. That's the reason I'm confused. Because, uh, let's see here. It's funny how, like, the results, you can tell, like, someone no-showed or yeah. something had something come up. All that, it takes is one guy no-showing and it screws everybody up. Uh, is that helping you any better? Oh, yeah. Um, let me see. Jimmy Valiant needed... It was a flag match? While you're, while you're getting your thoughts together, um, MEW has a show tomorrow night. Uh, and Dan has my show that has the card on it, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Del Tucker is going to be taking on friend of the show Duke Warfield. Full Deck is taking on DNA. Damone Salavino returns. He's taking on Addison Kane. And let's see, uh, Derek uh, Tattoo 
the heel tattoo. Okay, I think I've got it now. Hold on. Let me get through the rest of the card. Okay. Tattoo taking on <laughs> Frank Crime. <laughs> and the main event is going to be Chris Lex, the King of Pal, the Master of Lexicution, taking on third generation, the dream killer, Eric Wayne. That is going to be an awesome card. All right, so I think it got changed around a little bit, but here are the results. Uh, let's see. While most of the city sports fans were glued to the telecast of last night's Orange Bowl, God, I can't believe this many people showed up to the Coliseum for on a Monday night for wrestling. 10,151 <laughs> people turned up at the Mid-South Coliseum to watch wrestling on a Monday fucking night in 1978. Uh, dude, um... Jim Cornette has said, like, Jesus. Memphis was so much more of a draw than Madison Square Garden. They were putting 20,000 people. They saw Jimmy Valiant beat Jerry Lawler in the main event. In other action, the Alaskan Frankie Lane, David Schultz beat the beat Bearcat Brown, Tommy Gilbert, and Dave, Robert Gibson. Uh, Norvell Austin stopped Dr. Frank, Mr. Wrestling, defeated Duck Gilbert and Phil Hickerson. Dennis Condry beat Bill Dundee and Plowboy Frazier. There was a lot of people. I don't know. <laughs> hey. I don't know if that's the results for that one or not, But th- because there's a couple of ones on here that are kind of screwed up, and it, it does. It totally changes everything up when one person doesn't show up. But uh, 10,000. Well, like... 10,000 people at dude, the Coliseum. Back in those days... That's... And the, Coliseum only holds like what thirteen thousand people, right? And what's crazy is at the Mid South Coliseum those days that was four weeks, four weeks, ten thousand people a week. Yeah, that's more than Madison Square Garden would do in one week. Right, and and we're a smaller venue. Yeah, crazy, huh? Nuts! It's absolutely nuts. I mean, it just it blows my mind. I it, it, I just. I can't believe. Did you see who's going to be wrestling at SPWA here coming up in the next couple of weeks? Uh, I know Dustin Starr. Dustin Starr is taking on Doug Gilbert. Doug Gilbert, yeah. And and Tommy Wildfire Rich is going to be there. Wow. I I may have to. It's, it's a it's a tag match. Is it a tag it, match? Yeah, because th- they said Dustin was going to have to find a partner. So. Well, hey Dustin, if you need a partner, I'll get in that match. Just to say <laughs> I wrestle with Doug Gilbert and Tommy. We'll fl- we'll bring I got Ashton. A better chance of coming out of retirement. Than <laughs> we got we'll bring Ashton up from Jacksonville. He can be he can be Dustin Starr's tag team partner. <laughs> there you go. Dude, I'll do it. Yeah, Ashton, <laughs> Ashton will gladly get in there. I'll take my bumps. I don't hey. even care. Uh, Ashton, I told you like one thing you have to watch was that Memphis Heat true story Memphis wrestling because yes. that is a great um, show about the Memphis territory back in the days. But like on YouTube, if you wanted to look up local Memphis wrestlers, Dustin Starr, mm-hmm. Derek King, uh, Chris Lex, mm-hmm. I would say. Who else, Dan? Tattoo. Tattoo. Um. I just actually, we, while we were going through the interview, I was actually watching Tattoo versus Del Tucker. There you go. What did you think of What did you think of those guys? Um, that's one of the reasons why I wanted. Was like, that's one of the reasons why I asked the question. Uh, what inspired the style? Because like, it was tattoos. Actually, yeah, I I think it looked like Tattoo was wrestling face at the time. You say he yeah. was a heel, and I was like, really? He's turned um, heel now. Yeah, within the last yeah, couple no, of weeks. Yeah, pretty, that's it. Was actually pretty decent match considering uh the camera was just focused right on the middle right i enjoyed it it just makes me want to um just makes you want to look up more so it's kind of like i'm it's piqued my interest mew has a channel on youtube mew mm-hmm. wrestling yeah so that's probably what you were watching it on. yeah <laughs> more than likely um but there, and there's like you've got to watch if you really wanted to watch two memphis guys go at it that are recent 
Um, Eric and Eric Hayes in the chat room. There's a video to, of or two of me wrestling on YouTube. So you look up oh Eric. Oh my God. Eric Hayes. E R I K Hayes. Um, but two wrestling Memphis guys that, that they've worked together so much. I think they could wrestle each other blind. Mm-hmm. That's Dustin Starr and Derek King. Yes. Yes. And Alan Steele. Yes. I would put Alan Any up of there. them three together, yeah. they could wrestle each other blind. That, yeah. Great stuff. So hi, go look out. Well, guys, that's all I've got for this week. Anything else? Shaggy, thank you so much for coming Yo, on the show, man. I, no I, problem, man. No uh, problem. Yo, I hope you've I, had as do much. I get a fancy, uh, do I get a fancy uh, Superstar of the Week? Yeah, we're going to do Superstar yeah. of the Week. Um, every show we like to end up with Superstar Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? <laughs> That's the only reason why I wanted it. It's <laughs> even better live than it is recorded. You know, yeah. you should you should oh, see man. you should see him on this end. His eyes roll back in his head, and he's like, <laughs> "I remember when uh, I did the whole oversell podcast." Like, you yeah. don't even look at him anymore. You're probably just like, "All right, just." Well, he has to close know, his me, eyes like to keep them. From sh- he, he has to side. he has to close his eyes to keep them from shaking out of his head. When yeah, yeah. I do it. It, But what, we did we did we did one episode with uh, Mo calling in. I had him call in before the show started and I did my whole spiel that I do at the beginning. And mm. <laughs> you hear on the recording, you hear Mo go, I love it when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. So much. So damn much. Dan, Superstar of the um, Week. Um, but me, my Superstar um, of the Week? Oh, go ahead. I'm, oh, gonna, oh. Like, I'm going heel, baby. I'm going heel. Oh. Go ahead, buddy. He's going heel. Going heel, baby. I'm going heel, man. That's exactly that's what I was brought here to do. I am picking instead of one wrestler, I am picking an entire locker room of Lucha Underground. <laughs> Comes out uh, starts <laughs> um, the 27th of ne- of January, man. Just be prepared to watch that because I loved everything about that. I'm I've already said I'm hyped for it, but I'm gonna say it again because I like to hear myself talk. Um. I'm just so ready. I'm so ready. I'm ready for wrestling nights in America is what we used to coin the phrase. Yep. yep. Every Wednesday. Um, it's coming back. Dude, and I you know, it's it's exciting because like they ended that show on some great cliffhangers. Yeah, man. Like and where do they go was, with Vampiro? The, I was so afraid because they were saying we like I was like, Oh, we're getting the second season and then it just sat there, it's like, Yeah, we hadn't got our second season yet. I'm like, Oh my god, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I will be <laughs> I, I gotta figure out a way to watch it because I don't have the El Ray re- network, but I'll figure that out because 'cause I'm not gonna miss uh, this pen where I'm sure are they gonna go online thing yeah, we can do or something. I'm not gonna miss what they're doing with Pentagon Junior and Vampiro. Because yeah. that's if one of the you man, that the way they ended it last year, the match was the match was great considering but man that the the whole time at the end was just fantastic that story i've never seen a story like that man. and i love i love i absolutely love the mexican soap opera filter they put yep. over all the backstage interviews and yep. all the storyline crap and everything you know and it gives it such a different feel a different you know aspect of it you know yep. it's so it's, different yeah, from any like other a, show like that's a, on the air it's really like a wrestling tv show yes man. yeah yeah i mean and and one thing i i want i like about it too is they're actually doing things with johnny mundo yeah, I, he's ex- yeah. he he's he's a good worker. Yeah, extremely yeah. athletic, and I'm glad that he's getting a push somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, man, a bunch of it. Now I'm, I'm also interested in what they're going to do with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Also, also bearded Chavo is the best Chavo because bearded heel <laughs> Chavo is like the only Chavo that matters at I mean, any all times. I think bearded anything's good. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was just because I saw him. I was like, man, Chavo didn't. Chavo didn't have. He had his goatee, and then he grew the. Apparently, he grew the beard out during the show, and that is as thick as that beard got. He got more. He got more heelish, and I'm like, I love everything about this. So we like. Uh, we like Duck Dynasty Chavo now, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Dan, who's your superstar? Like he's the Omega heel at that point. Uh, I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it's the McMahon. It's I'm gonna say it's Vince McMahon actually. Oh, for wow! Coming, for coming back to TV, hmm. for realizing there's a problem, and coming back on air, you know, because I think the McMahon character is equals ratings. I really do, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I'll agree to that. You know, I I think they saw it was in a slump and they did something about it, and what they did worked. Yep. So they're 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 you know. They're trying to turn Roman Reigns into Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, and I think even The Rock tweeted about it this last week. <laughs> Did anybody see that? Where he tweeted, uh, the only person who was a good anti-authority figure and will, who will ever be a good anti-authority figure was Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, stop trying, Vince. Yeah. You know, just stop trying, Vince, was what The Rock tweeted out. You know, yeah, I, so. I the last time I read a rock tweet when it pertained to wrestling was when uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta was taking their shirts off and tweeting a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the that was the single greatest thing I've ever seen. And he finally responded to it. And he was like, that is the stupidest. He was like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Especially <laughs> the guy with the ball gag. It would just be them two and their other wrestling friends like Joey Ryan, um, Ricochet. Um or uh, a Roger Strong taking their shirt off and tweeting the Rock and doing some really quite risque poses. Yeah, in the tweet. <laughs> it's like it's like like my favorite tweet I've ever seen them post. Like it's like, Yo Rock, what's up? Do you kiss dudes? <laughs> All right, man, cool. Later. <laughs> was like, wait, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I've got two superstars of the week, and Mike's not here, so I'm going to use his so I can get two. Oh, okay. Got to go with Dale yeah. Tucker. Mm-hmm. For th- thank you for coming on the show, Dell. Man, we had a lot of fun. Second one, I got to go Duke Warfield. Mm-hmm. He won his first title. Oh, he did? He won the PWR Championship. Okay. Um, so congratulations to Duke, man. Duke's what, an awesome uh, guy. Uh, where was that at? Uh, he say? The next show is 11th of February. If we want to title the shot, shot at the title, just show up. I don't know where PWR is. Maybe, is that in Alabama? I don't know. We'll have to. He'll be That's here in a, a couple of weeks. PWR is a new one on me. Yeah, well, to, well, he'll be here in a couple of weeks. He can tell us all about it. Yeah, but there you go. Congratulations, Duke. Thank you, Dell, for coming on the show. Once again, Ashton, man, thank you so much. Yeah, I definitely want to have you on again, man. Yeah, you'll hey, need man, to, please, please, Dan. Uh, I will. I will gladly gather the the children. And, and we, you got to get Dan on your show. Stories. Here's more stories of Dan. Just, yes, just talking <laughs> for hours, man. Yeah, I'm sure if you. We'll we'll work. We'll get you. We'll get Dan on your show sometime. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah. yeah, Jesus. Like I'll just sit there and I'll just like listen. I'm like, shut up. Yes. Shut up while he's speaking. <laughs> Corey, Corey, <laughs> shut <laughs> your. Hey, Corey. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Corey. He's like recording hours ago. Fire. Still, shut up. I'm trying to listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, thank you for listening. Just a reminder: you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.
Podcast.